You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions, and thank you for joining me today. Heaven on Earth is the title of this devotion. You know, heaven, I remember a dear friend of mine, Pastor Phil Arnold, in the early 80s. His brother-in-law had passed away in a tragic accident, and, and they were so moved with the loss of this young man. And uh, they were crying and crying Oh, that you would rend the heavens and that you would come down. That was Isaiah, one of Isaiah's great prayers. And you see, Israel had these prayers because they had seen at Mount Sinai in the wilderness how the heavens broke open and the glory of the Lord was revealed to Israel in the wilderness and how the glory of God was like a canopy over them in the night to light up the camp and to light up the way before them. They had seen the heavens give way to the greatness of God. And then you can see throughout history how sometimes the heavens was like brass, not just in that there had been no rain and there was terrible drought, which is also often used as the heavens are like brass and there, and there is no rain, the earth is like dust. But in that there was just no openness of heaven, there was no easy prayers. It looked like your prayers did not go up into heaven. So I pray today that the Holy Spirit really takes a hold of your heart here as we're having this time together. Because many times we can go through times it feels like I pray, but I just can't get through. I pray. I know in 1986, when the Lord had called me out of Holland and I was going through many trials in those times, and, and I went through the pains of having obeyed God, knowing I'd obeyed because he had spoken to me twice as clear as could be. I could never, ever, not for anybody, not for angels, not for anybody deny that God spoke to me and called me out of Holland. I couldn't do that for anybody. And not because I'm, I'm but God spoke to me twice. He spoke the same thing. I've called you out by my word. And he interpreted by spirit what he meant and, I, and we went. But my, the, the, the prices along with that obedience were, were, were very heavy. But he enabled me to pay them so I couldn't complain about it. But, but the tears were still there. And I was crying out to God in prayer. Oh, often for five, six hours a day, praying and crying out to God. And it seemed for a season there I couldn't get through. I couldn't get through. And, uh, and then I just again cried out to God and said, Lord, Lord, 
In other words, why can't I get through when Jesus has opened the way through in the knowledge of himself in me and that I have boldness to draw near according to Hebrews 10. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, Satan wants to make you of no effect, a floppy sloppy. I know that sounds silly, floppy sloppy, but, but it kind of triggered a, a memory in me that Satan wants to make you as if you're worthless. Uh, you know, they sometimes say somebody has the backbone of a wet noodle. In other words, he has no stature to stand up in the time of trial, in the time of testing, in the time of confrontation. That's what that kind of refers to. Now, of course, a wet noodle is all floppy. And, uh, and that's why that word floppy sloppy stuck with me. And you see, the enemy, he's the one, but he has no power to do so. But he'll try if you give it to him. Oh my, did I stand up against that kind of thought. No, devil, you have no power to stop me from drawing near to God. Jesus, with his blood, has purchased the right for me to draw near to God. No, you can't stop me. And my boldness of faith rose up in me through that and, and launched me into a prayer life that, that really God employed to bring His power and salvation in and through me to many precious souls. Heaven on earth is the title. You see, throughout history we can see how God intends for us to live from above Proverbs 14, verse 14, a good man is satisfied from above, it says in the second part of that verse. And you could see that it says in Colossians 3, verse 1, set your mind on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father for your life is hid with Christ in the bosom of the Father. And when Christ, who is your life, appears, you will appear with him in glory. Oh, those are powerful verses. Colossians 3, verse 1, 2, 3, and 4. And it shows you that we're to live from above. We're to be satisfied from above. We're to receive our life from the right hand of the Father. I mean, it even says in Ephesians 2 that we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. Amen. And he talks about having a heavenly calling in the book of Timothy, that we have a heavenly calling. Heaven, in other words, yes, the calling comes from heaven, but the calling is heavenly. And, and I want to just, since we are bringing out this devotion here at the end of December, and we're considering Christmas, the birth of Christ, the coming of Christ, that we celebrate that happens to be at this time of the year. The Bible doesn't give the specific time in which Jesus was born. It gives an indication that it was more around the Feast of Tabernacles, which is September, October, but, but there's no absolute time given in the Bible, but we know it was more around that time, but that we celebrate it today. I'm happy we celebrate it. For me, I celebrate the coming of Jesus always, but I actually do love Christmas. And he says here in chapter 2 of the Gospel of Luke that while the shepherds were in the field keeping their flocks by night, the angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them. Yes. And then it says there, 
that suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God, saying glory in the highest and on earth peace and goodwill towards men. You could see that heaven was open. Jesus, come on, there's another one. Luke chapter 3, verse 22. Jesus, having been baptized by John the Baptist, came up from the water. And when he came up from the water, so he was baptized on the water. When he came up from the water, he was praying. And the scripture says, in heaven open. And the Holy Spirit descended upon him in the form of a dove. In other words, it was like, you know, when a dove lands, it, it, it flaps its wings as it's landing, slowing down. And it's like the wings of glory of the, of the, uh, of the Shekinah or uh, the seraphims overshadowing the mercy seat. These wings overshadowing the mercy seat. Jesus is the mercy seat. He is the throne of God's mercy. Mercy seat, the word seat is throne. And, and it, the shadow, these wings of the seraphims overshadowed him as the Holy Spirit manifested in him in all of its fullness. And that it showed that that Holy Spirit came from heaven. In other words, the origination was heaven. Jesus said, I came from above. I live from above. I, what I've seen with the Father, I declare to you. You read this in the Gospel of John chapter 3. And the reason I'm talking about this to you, God has given to you and me to live a heavenly life. You see, the Apostle Paul and the book of Hebrews are the two main parts that show this, that if you know Jesus in his earthly life, then all you know is the milk of the word. That is for babes. And Peter also in 1 Peter chapter 2 says, we should desire the sincere milk of the word that we may grow thereby. So Peter talks about it too, but it talks about milk is for babes. So they call what Jesus did in his earthly life as, as people that are still babes. Babes, in other words, people that are still carnal, that are still human in their, in their reasoning and in their thinking. And I mean, look how amazing the milk is. It's the power that Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and chapter 2. It's the power. I did not come to you with persuasive words of human wisdom, but the demonstration of power of, the, uh, of Jesus giving his life for us on the cross. I know nothing among you except Christ crucified. And he calls that milk. So, I mean, I don't know about you, but I, in the natural, I love milk. And I love the milk of the word. But... God wants us to grow up and know Christ not only in his earthly life and ministry, but he wants you and me to know the heavenly Jesus at the Father's right hand. Not just know as intelligently, but know as in inwardly, dwelling in us by his Spirit. And Jesus does talk about this in John chapter 14 when he says there in verse... Um, 19, right? And this is when, this is the night before he went to be with the Father. Uh, excuse me, the night before he was uh, crucified. And he says to his disciples in chapter 14, he says first in verse 16, now the Holy Spirit's coming. 
and he will abide with you forever. I love that statement. That's verse 16 and 17. And then he says in verse 19, he says, you will see me because I live, you will live also. Now, verse 20, very powerful. This is knowing the heavenly Jesus. At that day, when you live as I live, right? So he's talking about this resurrection life. He says, at that day, you will know I am in my Father, you in me, and I in you. Right? You will know I am the Father in heaven manifesting in you here on earth. And I know that's a phenomenal revelation that when you have Christ, 1 John 2, 23, I think it is, you have the Father. When you don't have Christ, 1 John 5, verse 11, you don't have the Father either. But he who has the Son has the Father. He who does not have the Son does not have the Father. He who has the Son has life. Who does not have the Son does not have life. And, and, he, and, Jesus, and John teaches this in the most sweetest, simplest way to grasp. And this is what I'm talking to you about when I say heaven on earth that you know the heavenly Jesus at the Father's right hand, writing his life-giving word into your heart and into your mind through the indwelling knowledge of himself, the indwelling presence of his life in you by his Holy Spirit, that you know his living word in your heart and in your mind and having your heart sprinkled, sprinkled is what happens on the altar. In other words, the blood poured out in heaven on the altar, manifesting in you here on earth, having your conscience cleansed, having your heart sprinkled from an evil conscience and your bodies washed with the Holy Spirit with pure water living in communion with the Father, living from above, living a heavenly life, living a holy life, living an undefiled life, living a life that's not of this world, going out from among them and being separate. And I will be a father and, uh, and you shall be my sons and daughters. First Corinthians chapter 6. Oh, it's, it's absolutely breathtaking that we now are seated with him in heavenly places, that we live this heavenly life heaven on earth. Come on, let's desire. Let's desire to become fed with the meat of the life of the Son of God in heaven. And then in closing, but not least, I would say from the Amplified, look at this, because I know for us that don't know the heavenly Jesus dwelling in us by his Holy Spirit, causing the roots of our faith to grow deep into him as we come to know the height, the depth, the breadth and length of his love and become a body filled and flooded with God himself and start enjoying the richest measure of his divine presence on a day-to-day basis, day and night, renewed in us, renewed in us. So we know the life I now live is not my own, but it's the life of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That the more we begin to live this way, the more we begin to see what I'm going to read you next, how real it is and how wonderful and amazing and absolutely breathtaking this is. Where he says here in Colossians 2 verse 9 and 10, the Amplified, for in him, in Christ, the whole fullness of the deity, the Godhead continues to dwell in bodily form, giving complete expression of the divine nature. And you are in him made full 
and having come to fullness of life in Christ, you too are filled with the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and reach full spiritual stature. Reach full spiritual stature. You know, and I've shared this with you in the past, so some of you may remember. When I would go travel, my dear wife Virginia was such a heavenly person, a holy person. She's really amazing. I love her so much. We're best friends and we are so happy together. And the Lord has brought us to be on the same Holy Ghost page, you know. And we've been married 38 plus years now. And she always would say to me when I go travel the minister somewhere, she says, honey, walk in your stature, walk in your stature. And and I'm so grateful she always said that to kind of impress upon me, represent Jesus. He is the stature. He is the stature of the Trinity, which means the fullness of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is perfectly displayed in the body of Jesus. That is the stature to which you were predestined to live day and night through His indwelling life in you. This is the heavenly Jesus, His living word in your heart, His living word in your mind. Your heart sprinkled continuously with the blood that is in heaven from an evil conscience. So you're not conscious of anything evil, but you're conscious of the living God in communion with Him. And you have your body washed with pure water, Hebrews 10, 22. Your body washed with the continual manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Oh my goodness, do I feel the Holy Spirit in me while I'm sharing these thoughts with you. Let's live a heavenly life. Amen. Heaven on earth. This is what God wants for you and me. What a joy, hey? Let me close with this thought. I just was about to close when I just feel this thought. Maybe you are suffering in this earth. I know I sure have. And I know so many people suffer so. What is the remedy? Because sometimes the circumstances don't change right away. And we think by running away from the circumstances that we will stop having the pain to whatever degree that may have a certain certain reality to it. Most of it isn't true, especially if it's not the will of God, especially if the will of God is for you not to run away. So the running is not the answer. What is the answer? The heavenly life, the heavenly life that you're satisfied from above, Proverbs 14, 14, that you're filled with the life that comes from the throne. So I've shared this testimony, but I feel again to share it. And some of you have not heard it. In 2009, Jesus asked me to write this devotion with Christ at the throne of God. If you'd like to buy a copy, let me know. Email me and, and we'll get it to you. But I'm sitting behind my desk doing what the Lord asked me. And it was such a testing time. That morning, Virginia, we hadn't received the salary for five or six months. It was just difficulties we were going through. And Virginia, see that morning as she went to work, she said to me, I have my office at home, and she said to me, darling, we have no more groceries. Do you think you could maybe help with that? I said, oh yeah, they'll be here by the time you get home. What time am I get home? Well, about 5.30. I said, okay, they'll be there. They'll be there. And I'm sitting behind my desk 
I'm writing and the Holy Spirit is all over me and I'm typing away on my laptop. This devotion with Christ at the throne of God is a beautiful devotion about the life Jesus has with the Father that He gives to us. And I'm writing and the Holy Spirit's all over me revealing Christ, the heavenly Jesus to me. And I'm having such, and I'm weeping. I'm saying, Father, Father, this is what I want. This is my satisfaction. I'm in the secret place of the Most High and you cause me to remain steadfast under the shadow of the Almighty, under the shadow of all your sufficiency. Psalm 91 verse one, I said, Father, all is well, all is well, Father, right? And it's 4.15, I think, at that moment. Virginia came home early at five. I had a bill that I had to pay that day of 1,600 and some pounds. And we had no groceries and I only had enough fuel to get to the petrol station. And I had this absolute glory and happiness and fullness. I had no want, no fear, no need, no stress, nothing but beauty of the holiness of God. And I said, Father, this is what I want. This is why I'm complete and satisfied, no matter what the outward circumstances are. And the phone rang. And our bookkeeper at that time was a lady called Sue. Oh, precious, precious lady. And she said, Pastor, I just felt to call you. She'd never done it before or never after. It only happened that moment. And she said, Pastor, I just felt to call you. Do you need any money? I said, oh, Sue, thank you for asking. God knows all is well. She said, no, Pastor, do you need any money? I said, Sue, all is well, God knows. She said, no, Pastor, we owe you money and I can have it into your account in the next five minutes. Would that help you? I said, that would be a miracle, Sue. And five minutes later, I paid the 1600 pound bill. I went and filled up my car got the groceries, was home before five o'clock when Virginia arrived and all was well. <laughs> Living a heavenly life is the real answer that you need. And when you live that life from above, everything in the natural begins to come into order. Amen. Have a good day.